Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Uh, but what we're going to pick up with is Zechariah chapter 4. So can everybody stand to your feet and read him God's word? Stand to your feet. I'm excited to bring this to y'all. Now you might be saying, Pastor CJ, you just went from talking from the book of Leviticus to the book of Zechariah. I'm bringing some old school, all right, last couple of weeks. I know there's not many times we do. We study very valuable and insight. Um, but a little context about the um, uh, Zechariah 4 where we're picking up. Um, this is the prophet Zechariah, um, and he is talking on the behalf or, or we're seeing on the behalf of, of the leaders of Israel at that time. And what's going on in this context is that uh, the leaders of Israel, they are uh, rebuilding the temple. And so in the previous chapter, in uh, Zechariah 3, um, God gives Zechariah a vision to encourage the high priest at that time. His name was Teshua. Um, and I mentioned that because it's going to be important later on in the message. But in Zechariah chapter 4, um, that is when Zechariah has got a vision to encourage uh, Zerubbabel. This is a long word, but don't worry, we're going to say it a lot, so we're going to get better at it. Uh, but we're in Zerubbabel. He was the leader of Israel at that time. He was the uh, governor of, Ju- of Judah. And so he was the one leading the charge in all this. Um, but they're having no progress. Um, they've been working on it for 16 years, yet no progress has been made in rebuilding the temple. Um, so in Zechariah 4, God sends an angel to give a vision to encourage the leaders of Israel at the time. And that's where we pick up in verse 1 says this, then the angel who had been talking with me returned and woke me as though I had been asleep. And he said, what do you see now, he, he asked. I answered, and he, see, he gets a vision. He says, I see a solid gold lampstand. Everybody say lampstand. If you're here on Sunday, then you know all about the lampstand, okay? You know all about the menorah. He said, I saw a gold lampstand with a bowl of oil on top of it. Around the bowls are seven lamps, each having seven spouts with wicks and I see two olive trees, one on each side of the bowl. Then I asked the angel, what are these, my Lord? What do they mean? Don't you know, the angel asked. No, my Lord, I replied. Then he said to me, this is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. Remember, he's the leader of Israel at the time. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit. Everybody say, by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Verse 7, he says, nothing, not even a mighty mountain will stand in Zerubbabel's way. It will become a level plain before him. And when Zerubbabel sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it, may God bless it. We're almost done. Verse 8. Then another message came to me from the Lord saying, Zerubbabel is the one who laid the foundation of this temple and he will complete it. And then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies uh, has sent me. Do not despise these small, everybody say small, beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin and to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. He said, do not despise small beginnings. The title for tonight is this. It's remaining strong when the results are small. Remaining strong when the results are small. What we're going to be talking about tonight is how can we keep up the confidence where we're not seeing the results that we thought we would see, right? I mean, it's always easy to start something, but it's hard to maintain something when it's not producing the results that you want. But what we're going to be talking about is how can we stay strong? How can we remain strong even when things aren't going according to plan? And that's what we'll be going into tonight. Let's pray over service together. 
Father, we thank you for your word being spoken. Uh, right now, we welcome in your Holy Spirit into this place to minister, God, to set free, God, to transform on the inside out. That we're here, God, for, for you, Jesus. We're here to go closer to you. So we thank you for open minds and soft hearts tonight. We thank you, Father, that you have a word that is to be spoken, that we have the hearts to receive it, God. That, God, that we thank you for your spirit running free tonight. That we're going to see miracle signs and wonders take place. That, God, that we're going to see your hand move in this place, God. That we're going to see the impossible be possible. Um, by you this place, God. And so, Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise ahead of time. We thank you ahead of time, Jesus, that your will will be done tonight. We love you, Jesus. And everybody says, amen, amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise, and then y'all can be seated. Uh, y'all can be seated. So we're diving into remaining strong even when the results are small. Um, like, have you ever been working on a project and it's so tedious, it's so uh, detailed that you're spending hours and hours on a project and you're seeing very little results. Has anybody ever been there? I know I've been there many times. Um, so many times I've been working on something or, or doing something and then not seeing the results I want and then I kind of want to give up. Uh, one time we were doing things and maybe when Haley and I got our house, we were we, we pushed off doing the front yard for a long time, the garden in our yard. We just pushed it off, and we finally did it. And it was so detailed. It was so tedious. It took us so much time. And then we looked at it after spending all day working on our garden. I was like, babe, did we even do anything? Like, it looks exactly the same. Like, have we made any progress? I almost wanted to give up. But we kept at it, and we made it look good. And then uh, we were gone for two weeks, and all our plants died. Okay, so we do not, we do not have a green thumb. Okay, I was like... You, you got to water these every day, you know, even we should have asked someone to water our plants. But next time we, we learned, next time we're out of town, we're going to ask them to water our plants. But what we've seen is that even when it seems like the results aren't what we want, in the eyes of God, that doesn't mean that the results won't be given. Even when we're pushing, even when we're trying to, in a, in a season where we're trying to get that business started, in a season where we're praying for this relationship restored and we're not seeing the results we want right away, that doesn't mean that God isn't working. A lot of times we can be confused and say, if it doesn't happen after, overnight, then it must not be God's will. If it doesn't happen instantaneously, then it must not be God's will. But, see, that's not how God works. God is in our today, tomorrow, and yesterday all at the same time. So when God's working, he's working right now, but it might be five years from now for you. And so when God's, he might, he's working right now, but it might be in a time and a season that you're not in yet. So just know this, just because you're not seeing the results right away, that doesn't mean that God isn't working. So in the case of Zerubbabel, uh, he is trying his best uh, to build the temple. It was torn down by the enemies of Israel. Um, it was really put to rubble, and he is trying his best to lead the charge. He's trying the best to rebuild the temple. He has even been set and given directions from God to do this, yet it has been almost 16 years since he started, and there's been zero progress for Zerubbabel. So much so that there has been zero, everybody say zero, zero progress. So this to help me when I'm speaking, I'm a, instead of calling him Zerubbabel, I'm going to call him zero, okay? Because he's done zero progress, okay? And so this man who has done zero progress, he is trying to push, he's trying to go along with this direction and purpose that God has on his life, but he's not seeing any results take place. But I, what I found is this, even though 
he was having zero progress, that doesn't mean that God left him behind. So a lot of times we think we're not making any progress. So maybe that means that God has passed me by. Or, or maybe that means that I'm not keeping up with, with God's promise for my life. But even though that maybe men were looking at zeros, Rubable, in the wrong way, that didn't stop God from seeing him in the right way. And so even though he wasn't having any progress, God still didn't leave him behind. Matter of fact, God wanted to encourage uh, zero, Zerubbabel. He wanted to encourage him because he knew and he saw that he was losing his strength and he wanted to encourage him. So through the prophet Zechariah, he gives him a vision and that's what we look at. And so God gives Zechariah a vision and, and he says that I see a, uh, a lampstand, which we talked about it on Sunday, so that's what we're kind of going deeper in. But he said, I saw a lampstand that had sprouts connected it from a tree, and, and the oil was going straight from the tree to the lampstand. And to kind of give you a visual of what it looked like, because that's the kind of learner I am. I'm a visual learner. This is what it looked like. This is what Zechariah saw in his vision. He saw the olive oil supplying the oil to the lampstand directly. Now, here's the thing. If you were here on Sunday, then you know we talked about if you remember, that the people of Israel were the ones tasked to supply the oil, right? Uh, we talked about how they all contributed together to supply the oil for the lampstand. But in this vision that Zechariah saw, he saw that the lampstand was being supplied directly from the source. Directly, straight from the olive tree was it being supplied to the lampstand to keep it burning. And so Zechariah sees this and says, what? does it mean? And I believe this. I believe it means that if we just are stay connected to God, that we're always going to have the strength to continue. If we just stay connected to the source, we're always going to have the strength to push through any kind of setback, any kind of non-results, whatever it is, if we can stay connected to the source and, and not cut off God and, and say it's not God's fault I'm not doing this or it's not God's fault that I'm not making progress. If we just stay connected to God, we will see and have the strength to persevere. So that's where our strength comes from. It comes from the Lord. But if you're thankful for Jesus tonight, can you give him a shout of praise, thankful for the strength that he has given you? Because he is the one who connects us. And so I want to jump into verse 4 because that's the vision he sees. And then in verse 4, Zechariah, it says in verse 4 that he asked the angel, he says, what are these, my Lord? What do they mean? And an angel kind of mocked him. He says, don't you know? And then the angel asked, he said, no, my Lord. He said, I don't know. Everybody say, I don't know. Sometimes the most powerful words you can say are those three words, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I struggle with not knowing things, okay? I struggle with asking questions. I struggle with looking at directions. Whenever I get something new to build or get something new to set up, I don't look at the directions, all right? right? That's, not, that's not for me. That's for everybody else, right? I can figure it out on my own. But what I've learned is, especially in prayer, the most powerful thing I can say is, Lord, I don't know what's going on. Sometimes the most powerful prayer is being, God, I don't know why I'm not seeing the results I want to see. I don't know why I'm seeing these setbacks that I'm seeing. But I know for certain that if I just keep on trusting you, I'm going to make a way. I know for certain that if I just keep on falling after you, God, I might not know, but it's not my job to know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what everything means. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know where, but I know who. 
and I'm going to follow after you, Jesus. And if I just follow after you, I know you're going to take care of me. Sometimes that's the most humble things we can say is, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what's going on. I don't know really exactly how everything's going to work out. But God, I trust you. So he continues. He said, after saying, I don't know, my Lord. Then the angel said, then he said to me, this is what he says. He says, this is what the Lord says to zero. Okay, he's a rubable. He said, it is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit. Everybody say spirit. spirit. It's by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. So again, this is a, a vision that Zechariah is supposed to give to Zerubbabel, right, to Zero, right, to encourage him. And she said, this is what I want you to tell my boy Zero, okay? This is what I want you to tell him. I know you're not seeing any results. I know you're not seeing any progress. I know you've been laboring, and it seems like it's in vain, but breakthroughs on the way. I know it seems like things haven't been going your way, but breakthrough is on the way. And it's not going to come from cleverness. It's not going to come from human strength or human might. It's going to come from my spirit that's going to supply the breakthrough in your life. And so, so be encouraged, Zerubbabel. Be encouraged, Zero. Because it's not going to be, you know, if you're working, you might say, well, I'm, I'm trying to get this business fixed. or I'm trying to get this relationship restored or I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm pushing, it feels like I'm hitting a brick wall, but can I say, if you're pushing, you're not having a breakthrough, it's not going to be a podcast that's going to get you through. It, it, it's not going to be a, a YouTube video, or it's not going to be something this world has to offer that's going to get you through. What's going to get us through when we're hitting a wall? Breakthrough only comes from the Spirit of God. Breakthrough only comes from in those moments when we're saying, God, I'm about to throw up my hands and give up, but instead, I'm going to push through. I'm going to fall after you, and I'm not going to rely on my strength. I'm not going to rely on people or politics or money or possessions. I'm going to rely on you for this breakthrough. And that is where God pushes us through that moment, gives us the perseverance to keep on going. That is where our strength comes from. It's from God's Spirit. That's point one for tonight. It's God's Spirit supplies our strength. God's Spirit supplies our strength. God is the one who gives us the victory. God is the one that gives us the confidence. God is the one that gives us the joy and the peace to continue. Because here's the thing. The world can't take away what the world didn't supply. The world can't steal what the world didn't supply. Because here on the flip side, let's say, well, my strength comes from my money. My strength comes from my relationships. My strength comes from the people in my life, but from something that the world has to offer. Well, guess what? If your strength comes from the world, then it can be stolen from the world. If your confidence comes from the world, then your confidence can be stolen by the world. But when you say, no, I get my strength and I get my confidence from God, there's nothing no man can do, no devil can do. There's nothing that the world can do to take that away from you. There's nothing that they can do. Why? Because they're not the source. Only the source can take back what was given to you. So if the world is your source for some things tonight, just know you're giving the world the, the ability to take it back. If your relationship is your source, then know if that relationship ever goes, then that relationship's going to take it back. But if God is your source of strength, nobody can take that back from you. Nobody can take that away from you. The world can't take that away from you. Why? Because the Lord is our source. So the world can't take that away from you. All right, that's enough, sir. 
I was going to ignore her, but she kept on going. See, the Lord is the one that supplies our strength. And if the God supplies it, then the world can't steal it. And that's what I find so much comfort in because sometimes it seems like strength can be at a low level or sometimes it feels like I'm just hanging on by a thread. But I know this for certain that I just keep on hanging on. There's nothing that the world can do to make me let go because I know they can't take that from me. Because I, I know that they're not the one who gave it to me. Because I know that they're not the one that is the source of my strength. And so if I just hang on to God tonight, if I know if I just hang on a little longer, that I can keep on to the next day and to the next day. And before I know it, breakthroughs on my front door. Why? Because I didn't give in to the world. I didn't say God, I didn't look up to God and say, you know what, God, this whole thing, this whole God thing's not going right. This whole, whole Christian walk's not going right. So I'm going to go and try out the world's way a little bit. Oh, I'm going to try a different route a little bit. But no, if you say, God, I see things are, are not coming together how I want them to, but I trust you even though I don't, it seems uncertain. I'm going to follow after you no matter what. I'm going to hang on to you no matter what. Tell your church family, that's the strongest strength you'll ever find. That's a strength that will say even when things aren't going your way, you're still hanging on. Why? Because you know what type of God you serve, that he's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. Come on, if you're thankful for that type of God, give him a shout of praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good to us, God. So as we continue with Scripture in verse 7, and so this is still the angel of the Lord talking to Zechariah, and he says, nothing. Everybody say nothing. He said nothing. Not even a mighty mountain will stand in Zero's way. It will become a level plain before him, and when Zero sets the final stone of the temple in place, the people will shout, may God bless it, may God bless it, may God bless it, may God bless it. What I found funny is this, is this, is the angel saying nothing will stand in Zero's way. What, what do you mean? It seems like everything's stopping Zero right now, right? He's been trying to build this temple for 16 years. What do you mean nothing is standing in his way? He said, he, the angel of the Lord said, nothing will stand in Zero's way. What he was saying was this, that if the Lord is your strength and your source, then nothing's going to stop it. Because a delay is not a denial. If God is your source, you might not see it tomorrow, but you're going to see it in your future. If God is your source, it might not happen on your timing, but it's going to happen in God's timing. Because if God is your source, nothing's going to stop you. If God is the one directing your steps, then nothing is going to stop you. And he said, and Zero will have the final stone of the temple in place. Zero will be the one. And he said, may God, and they will shout, may God bless it. May God bless it. Now, with me thinking of this, if, if, if he's talking all about how Zerubbabel, right, how, how Zero is going to be the one to put everything in place, why aren't the people shouting, may Zero bless it, right? May Zerubbabel bless it. Why aren't they shouting that? He's been working on it for 16 years. He's been doing all these things, and, and now he's having all these results. Why aren't they shouting the name of Zerubbabel? Why aren't they shouting out my boy Zero's name? Because I believe this. I think they, that they saw that Zero was making zero progress. And then all of a sudden, something changed in his life. I think they said they're looking. They said, it's been 16 years, and you've been running against the wall, and now all of a sudden, God is working in your life. That ain't zero. That's something else. 
That ain't Zero's strength. That's somebody else's strength. That ain't Zero's making a way. Somebody's making a way, and they're going to look at the temple that Zero built, and they're not going to say, look at Zero. He's our hero, right? They're going to say, may God bless it. May God bless it, because it wasn't Zero. It was God building this temple. That is what we should be doing, and that should be our goal. Not for us to get the praise for the, when the work is finished. Let me say it like this. If your goal at the end of what you're trying to do, if your goal is to bring uh, promotion to your name, if your goal is for people to bring a platform to your name, God's not going to build it. God's not going to build that temple if it's for your name to get the glory. God's not going to get that promotion if it's for your name to get the glory. But if you're saying, God, I want to build something not so my name can get the hype, but so that way people can look at my life and say, it wasn't because Caleb was doing all those right things. It wasn't because of all the talent. No, it was because of God's working on the inside of them. So may God bless it and to God get the glory. That's point two for tonight is that our story, everybody say story, is for God to get the glory. Our story is for God to get the glory. Church family, that is why we are all here on this earth. When you boil it down to it, that is why we are here, is to bring glory to God's name. That's the whole reason why we're here. That's the whole reason why you're breathing. That's the whole reason why your heart is pumping, is so that way you can bring glory to the name of God. That's the whole reason why we're here, to worship his name, to praise his name. That's why we are here. And so that's our story. That's our purpose, is to bring glory to the name of Jesus. That is why we are here. See, when people look at us, they shouldn't go and say, oh, well, it's because they're so great or they have so much talent. They need to look at you. They say, it's because God is so great. It's because God is so good. It's because God has done something on the inside of them that they're able to accomplish something that they were struggling with for years or, or are able to accomplish something that it seemed like they're hitting a wall. But now there's something different on the inside of them, and that's got to be God. That's our story. We want God to get the glory. Continuing in verse 8, it says, Then another message came to me from the Lord. It said, Zero is the one who laid the foundation of this temple, and he will complete it. Everybody say complete it. It says, and he will complete it. God said, I know Zero has been working on this for decades. I know he's been trying to make a way. I know he's been hitting against a wall. But see, I started something on the inside of him. And it might look like he's making no progress, but he is going to be the one to be there when it's all said and done. He said he's the one who set the foundation, and he's going to be one place in the last block. We can see what God starts in us, God's going to finish it. What God has started on the inside of you, I don't know what purpose you have on your heart tonight. I don't know what dream you got on your mind tonight. But let me tell you this. If it's from God, he's going to finish what he started. If it's from God, he's going to complete what he started on the inside of you. That's what Philippians 1, 6 says. He's saying, look, he says, look, I am certain that God who began the good work within you, everybody say within me, will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So I find comfort in that because there's some dreams and some goals and some promises that I've started and I haven't seen the end yet. But I know for certain that if I fall after God, God's going to finish that work that he started. I know for certain that God put that promise and purpose in my heart that if I follow after him with all my heart, I'm going to see it come to a finished work. 
And that's what God was saying. He said, zero, he's the one who started the foundation. And yeah, he's made zero progress, but he's going to be one who's going to be there when it's all said and done. He's going to be one there. He's going to be finishing his final stone. Why? Because what God starts on the inside of us, he's going to finish. What God does on this side of us, he is going to finish it. That goes from promises to purpose to whatever passions God has placed inside of you. Do not stop pursuing those things. Quite honestly, the only way those things don't come to pass is if we leave it behind. Is if we leave it and, and say, well, God, it didn't happen right away. I mean, zero could easily say, say, God, I know you placed this on my heart, but it's been 16 years. Maybe I got it wrong, Right? Maybe I heard from you wrong, God. Maybe, maybe I'm doing something wrong. He could have left it behind, but he kept on pursuing after God. And then now he sees that although he wasn't making no progress in the physical, he obviously was making some work in the spiritual, right? Because here's the thing how it works. Before anything can happen in the physical, it first has to happen in the spiritual. You want to see breakthrough happen in your family? You first need to have a breakthrough in your spiritual life before you see a breakthrough in your physical life. We see something different happen in your business. You first need to pray for it and have a breakthrough in the spiritual before you will see a breakthrough in the physical take place. I've seen that in my life time and time again. I feels like before there's any progress happening that my eyes can see, I first have to work on making progress in the spiritual world my, my eyes can't see. I got to pray for it before I see it happen. I got to speak it before I see it. I got I to gotta make ground and breakthroughs in the spiritual before I see it in the physical. Zero, although he was making so little progress, I believe he was making a lot of progress in the spiritual. If you read the scripture, it actually says that he was battling nations, he was battling enemies, he was battling political adversaries. They were all trying to stop the rebuilding of the temple. They were all trying to stop the, re the rebuilding of Israel, but Zerubbabel, he didn't give up. He kept on pushing. He kept on pushing. I believe what he was doing, maybe he didn't see the results in the physical, but I believe he... The, all the results were taking place in the spiritual. And before you know it, breakthrough happened. Those two things meet, and now that's what you call breakthrough, right? It's when you see what's in the spiritual take place in the physical. Amen. As we continue with Scripture, he says in verse 8, as we continue, he says, Then you will know that the Lord of heaven's armies has sent me. He says, when you see zero completed, you know that it was God. You know that the Lord's armies has sent me if there's a testimony i want in my life this how they were looking at zero and said obviously god's working on the side of them that's the type of testimony i want my life i want them to be able to look at us and say obviously god is doing something on the inside of them obviously god is working on the inside of them obviously there's something greater than what the world has to offer on the inside of them Obviously, because now they're doing things that nobody saw coming. In verse 10, and he says, do not despise, everybody say despise, these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in zero's hands. God was saying, I know you haven't even seen progress yet, but don't despise this moment. I know you haven't seen many things come to formation. I know you're still working even on the foundation of the temple. But listen to what I'm saying to you. Don't despise this moment because this has great effect on what happens next. What is happening now has great effects on what is going to happen next. 
See, a lot of times we want to despise the small things. A lot of times we, w- we want to look over the little things and expect God to hand us the bigger things. But here's the truth. Before God can give us what is next, he first has to see what we're doing right now. He says, Zerubbabel, you've been working for 16 years. You've been pushing. You've been trying to make a way, and you haven't seen any progress. But do not despise this time and season of your life because the Lord has been taking great pleasure in watching you work. What do you mean? Zero hasn't been making any progress. Yes, but God has been seeing his heart. God has been seeing his perseverance. God has been seeing his faith and his trust in God to follow after him even though nothing was going his way. That's why we can't despise small beginnings. That's why in whatever season you find yourself in tonight, know this. Know that this season is connected to the next. And so what you do right now is going to have a great effect on what happens later, what happens tomorrow. That's what point three for tonight is this. It's that God can only trust us with a lot when he sees us faithful with a little. God can only trust us with a lot when he sees us faithful with a little. God can only trust you when he sees how much you have stewarded what you have right now. God can only trust you with promotion when he sees you with the, with the position that you have now. Are you faithful with the little? Are you faithful with what you have now? Are you faithful with the little things that God has blessed you with? Because here's the thing. God won't bless you with more if you can't handle your blessing right now. And that's how you get to view life. I believe that's how Zero viewed his life. He might have looked like he wasn't making no progress, but he still thought this is a blessing from God. This is the work of the Lord. Yeah, this is maybe a small progress I'm making, but this is something I've been blessed with. So I'm looking at this as a blessing, so I'm continue to work. You might be saying, I don't have the job I want right now. Well, look at that job as the blessing as it is. It might not be the perfect promotion you want, but it's the position you have. So treat it as such, and then God will give you that promotion later on. You might be saying, well, I don't have the resources I thought I would have or the house or whatever you have. No, treat it as the blessing you have. Treat it as the blessing God has given you. Take it with a sense of stewardship. Say, God, I'm going to use this. I'm going to use it to full potential. And when God sees that... When God sees that you can make progress and when you can make a headway with a little, he's going to supply it a lot and know he can, he can trust you later on. God's going to trust. He knows, hey, if I can trust Caleb, if I can trust this person with a little and they are able to be faithful with a little, that's when he can bless you with a lot. That's when he can trust us to be able to be good stewards and to follow after him. The worst thing that we can do is to waste the time we have today. A lot of times young people get caught up in this, young adults, youth, well, everybody really, they say, well, what I'm doing right now is not that important. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a position. Maybe later on when I have those things and I have those titles and I have those positions, maybe then I'll, I'll be able to do more and have more. And maybe then I'll be able to really uh, have the sense of excellence that I need to have. But see... What we have to understand is that it's what we do right now with the blessings we have right now. It's going to determine what the blessings are going to be in our future, right? Because if we are able to do with the little and be faithful with the little, God is going to know and trust us to bless us with a lot. God knows that I can trust him. Even with the little that they have, they are still making a difference. Even with the little they have, they're still being faithful. That's why in Scripture, the woman who came and, and gave this her two mites, 
this something so small that was such a greater offering and such greater stewardship than the, than the priest who came, right? And he gave what was a big amount. Why? Because she was being faithful and the heart that she had towards it might have been small in the physical, but it was large in the spiritual. You might be saying, I'm not making a big physical difference. I'm not making a big difference in maybe what I can see, but what you're doing in the spiritual right now, you're making headway for the blessings to come. What you're doing is spiritual right now. You're making breakthroughs take place. You're speaking over your family. You're doing things in your business. You might not see it, fruitfulness in the physical yet, but you're seeing the fruit in the spiritual. I mean, have you ever been in that season of your life where you have a sense of peace even when things aren't going perfect, you know? And you have a sense of joy even when things are kind of going chaotic. Like, look, I don't know why, but I just have peace right now. I have joy right now because I feel like breakthroughs on the way. I have peace right now because I feel like we've been so faithful with the little. We were, we've been so stewardship-minded with the little that I, I just feel like God's about to have a breakthrough from my life. And it's always right before the breakthrough. It's always right, right before God does something big in our life that the enemy tries to convince us to give up. Has anybody ever had thoughts about giving up on, a, on something that God has for you? And then you're almost so close, and the next day God just does it. I'm telling you, the enemy will try to break us, to try to break you right before our breakthrough. The enemy will always try to hold us down, always try to push us back. The enemy will always try to make us give up on what God has for us right before the breakthrough. So here's the encouragement. If you feel like you are breaking down, know that you are about to break through. Do not give up. Do not throw in the towel. Do not say it's over. Do not say, look, I'm making no progress. I feel like Zerubbabel right now. I feel like zero right now. No, keep on pushing. Keep on grabbing the plow each and every day and keep on praying. Keep on speaking. Keep on praying for that daughter. Keep on praying for that son. Keep on speaking over that business. Whatever it is, keep on pushing. And believe me, you're going to see the results sooner rather than later. Come on, if you believe that, give Jesus a shout of praise and stand to your feet. I'm, I'm closing tonight. I'm closing tonight. the angel gives Zachariah this vision, and he breaks it down for him a little bit, and then, then Zachariah asks a question. He says, he says, in this vision, in verse 11, he asks him, in verse 11, Zachariah 4, verse 11, he says, then I asked the angel, what are these two olive trees on each side of the lampstand? What are the two olive branches that pour out golden oil through two gold tubes? Again, the angel said, don't you know? <laughs> yes, he said, no, my Lord, I don't know. Then he said to me, they represent the two anointed ones. Everybody say anointed. The two anointed ones who stand in the court of the Lord of all the earth. Now, I want to make sure I don't lose y'all in this because, again, this is deeper services. It's Wednesday night. We're going a little deeper. But at the very beginning, I mentioned how in Zechariah 3, uh, he has a vision to encourage Yeshua, who was the high priest, okay? And right now in Zechariah 4, he has a vision to encourage Zerubbabel, Zero, who was uh, the governor over, over Judea. And so he sees and he sees, he says, those are the two anointed ones. And when you look at in the scripture what, what the angel was referring to, he was referring to Yeshua 
who was uh, the high priest during that time, and Zerubbabel, who was the uh, governor of Judah that time, or the king of that time. Now, look, I don't want to lose y'all, but this is what he was referring to. Um, we can throw up the picture and kind of break it down a little bit, because here's the thing. He was referring to Zerubbabel, who was the king, and Joshua, who was the priest. But when I began to study this, I kind of began to say that when God was referring to kings and priests, he was referring to us. Because in Revelations 1, 6, he says, God has made us kings and priests. Everybody say kings and priests. To his God, Father, and to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So he was saying, when he was seeing this vision, he's saying it's the, by the priests and by the king, the life that we live in ourselves, but we're called to be called kings and priests. He said, those are the branches, right? Not, not the root, not the tree, but those are the branches that begin to pour out, that begin to flow through and keep the light burning and begin to keep the strength going and begin to see the perseverance in your life. And when you look at the life of, of a king and a life of a priest, you know there's a dichotomy. You know that there's an authority and an anointing. You see that there is a consecration and a confidence at the same time. There's a, a, a priesthood that you need to go deeper in his presence, but then there's a king that you need to step out by faith. There's a, there's a priesthood that you need to know that your strength comes from the Lord and in your prayer time. And, and there's, a, there's a kingship that you know that you have the authority to walk in the spirit of, of the Lord. You have the authority to begin over everything, have dominion that God has given you. In John 15, 5, and this is how we're all going to connect it with the picture. In John 15, 5, this is Jesus talking. He says, yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I am them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. Can we throw up that picture again? So that vision that Zachariah was having, he was seeing that, and this is what he wanted to encourage uh, Zerubbabel about. He's saying, Zero, look, this is the vision I had from God, that if you work closely with the high priest, and if y'all work together, God's going to supply the anointing to flow through y'all, and so y'all will not burn out, so y'all will have the strength to continue, so y'all can have the perseverance to build the temple of God. But how it applies to us is that now in the covenant that we live in, we are called to be kings and priests. So what God is encouraging with us tonight is that if we just walk in our identity of Christ, if we stay connected to God, he is the vine, we are the branches. If we stay connected with him and keep the oil flowing and allow him to flow through us and not stop at every little thing and every little stumbling block, but to continue through him and continue with the work, God will supply the oil, and he will be able to keep our fire going on the inside of us so we won't burn out. He will be able to keep the strength going on the inside of us for us to persevere through every problem, to persevere through everything that's coming against us. Why? Because he is the vine, and we are the branches. We are just staying connected to him. If we stay connected to Jesus, then he will supply all the anointing, all the strength, all the might, and all the perseverance that we need. I mean, who thinks that's awesome? I mean, I was looking at that, I said, that is the walk that we have with Christ. Each and every day, we have to know that our supply comes from him. Our source comes from him. 
And what the angel was telling Zechariah is that if you just stay, if they just stay connected with God, yeah, they might not be seeing progress. Yeah, they might not even have been getting able to start on the temple, but stay connected. Don't lose that connection. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't lose that connection. Say, keep that connection. You say, walk with the high priest together, you and Yeshua, and you will see the anointing flow through you. That's a closing point for tonight is this that when we are connected to the source, which is Jesus, our strength is never lost. When we are connected to the source, our strength is never lost. When you are connected to Jesus, your joy will never run dry. Your peace will never run dry. When you are connected to Jesus, even when you feel like you're hitting a brick wall and you're not making progress in the physical, stay connected because you're taking some ground in the spiritual right now. I want to encourage some parents, some business owners, some uh, friends and family members who are trying to pray for a breakthrough, who are trying to pray for their business, who are trying to pray over relationships, who are trying to pray family members to the house of God, and they haven't seen it yet. My encouragement is don't lose that connection with God. Don't stop pursuing after Him. Don't stop praying for the breakthrough. Even if you haven't seen nothing come into fruition yet, know that you're making fruit in the Spirit right now. I believe every prayer that we speak, every praise that we give, it doesn't fall on deaf ears. It doesn't fall on God who isn't paying attention. But every time we pray and every time we worship, we are making headway in the Spirit. Every time we give God a sense of, of confidence in the Spirit, begin to speak in our authority, we're making headway in the Spirit. And if we stay connected to the source, our strength will never be lost. So prayer for tonight is this, is God... If I feel like I've been hitting against a wall, if I feel like I've been hitting against a, an immovable object, and I'm trying to make a headway, but I've been hitting time and time again, I haven't made no progress, I feel like zero right now. I feel like I haven't done nothing right now. I feel like Zerubbabel not being able to make any headway. But God, let us right now be encouraged and know that our strength doesn't come from ourselves. Our strength doesn't come from the world, but it comes from you, God. It comes from your spirit. It comes from you, Father. And if you supply it, we'll never lose it. If you supply it, the world can't steal it. If you supply God, then it will never run dry. It will never run dry. So, Father, have your way in this place. With every head bowed and eyes closed, God, right now we pray and we speak in the name of Jesus to encourage every spirit, to encourage every soul in this house, God, that they know without a shadow of a doubt who they are in Christ, and they're not worried about what people are saying. They're not worried about what the world is speaking, but God, they're just focused, God, on hearing your voice. God, we are just focused, God, on staying connected to the source. We are just focused, God, on making headway in the spirit. And we might not be able to see the results right away in the physical, but, God, that's not going to stop us from pursuing after you, from having faith, from having obedience in your name, God. So right now, God, begin to encourage us right now, Father, to begin to push through, to begin, God, to pursue after you no matter what, Father, because we are here for you. We are here for you, God. Right now, God, you're anointing, God. Just like how the vision said, if we just walk as kings and as priests and stay connected to you and live a life of authority and anointing of consecration and confidence in your name, we will be connected to the source and you will supply the strength, you will supply the joy, you will supply the perseverance, you will supply, Father, everything that we need. And when they look at us, when the world looks at us, they won't see us, God. They will see you. 
you. They will lift up the name of Jesus and lift up, God, the name above all names and begin to say, it's by them. And this how they said, may God bless it. They say, may God get the glory. May God get the praise. May God's name be the one who gets credit for every purpose and promise that is done. In the name of Jesus. And right now, I just want us to begin to stir up in the spirit. Father, I feel your Holy Spirit so strong right now. I feel your anointing strong in the house. That if there needs to be encouragement in the spirit, there is faith right now to receive it. That if you need a breakthrough right now, you might be saying, Pastor Caleb, I've been trying to push. I've been trying to pry. I've been trying to make it happen. And I feel like I've been making zero progress. But what I want to encourage you with this is that God hasn't left you behind. God is still with you, and God is encouraging you in this moment. There is strength in this moment. If you want to receive it, there is peace in this moment. If you want to receive it, so right now, just begin to worship Jesus. Can we sing a song together tonight? Can we just begin to worship the name of Jesus? Draw a circle around yourself, and just begin to worship the name of Jesus together. Give him praise for the breakthrough. Give him praise for the strength. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.